like to announce um like to announce themselves just so I know who who's here and who I'm talking to. If you don't feel comfortable that's okay too. Good morning. Um my name is Miss Brown. Good morning everyone. Good morning. This is Felicia. My oh, name Good morning Felicia. Good morning. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm wonderful, thank you. Right, yes, yes. Glad you can make it on this morning. Okay, someone else chimed in? My name is Josephus. <laughs> Jackson. They play too much. Exactly. <laughs> play too much. Well, Mr. Jackson, I'm so glad you could join us this morning. No problem. Right. I'm going on mute. Yes, indeed. Is is um. Arthur on the line? Arthur, no. No, not on the line yet. Okay. All right, because I was going to ask uh, Arthur to open this up in prayer. Miss um, Brown, would you like to open this up in prayer this morning? Yes, ma'am. I will do that. Thank you. Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, we come before you, Lord with grateful hearts, grateful that you have allowed us to see another morning. You gave us strength and power to open up our eyes and to look around, and you blessed us that everything was okay. Then you gave us a mind to just hear your word and want to be with your people and to talk to you this morning. God, we thank you for that. We thank you for every good and perfect gift that you have sent down to us, Lord. And now, Father, as we start our day, the best way we know how to do it is in your will, the safest place on this earth. Oh, God, we pray that as we seek your face, as we seek in your word to to find what our next steps are going to be, to seek in your word to give us strength and courage to face this day, oh, God, and such a way that will edify our brothers and sisters and that will bring you glory. Lord, we seek you this morning. You said in your words to seek me early. And so, God, before our minds are polluted with all the things of the world and all the things of this earth, God, we're seeking you. So we ask that, Lord, that you would give us your word. We ask that you would touch Lisa, our facilitator, oh, God, Allow your Holy Spirit to speak to her, speak through her, and give us what we need for this day. Lord, and we promise that we will remember to give your name the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Amen
Amen, amen, amen. Thank you, Ms. Brown. Um, at this point, does anybody have any testimonies or anything that they would like to share this morning before we um, eventually get to the very brief word uh, this morning? Is there anything, uh, any request or anything that anybody would like to share? I would just like to say, even to as a word of encouragement, um, so often, it's so, and it is, it's discouraging. Even speaking as a seasoned saint, it's, it, it, it's kind of discouraging and it's kind of frightening almost. You're going through and you, um, you can't trace God. Um, you know that his word says that I will never, never leave you nor forsake you, but I will be with you always. So you know um, by faith that he's there, but he's silent. Silent. And it's kind of scary, especially when you're mm-hmm. going through Sometimes just a touch, just a word will make all the difference in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but I... Um, I had an experience on yesterday that, that taught me that when you can't trace him, you still got to trust him. You, you know that he's there because faith believes that he's there. And you just have to do what you know. That's why it's so important to get in the Word every day because sometimes you just got to do what you already know. Mm. And God, that he's there, that he's seen, that he's watching, that he cares, and eventually he will speak. And you, mm-hmm. when he speaks, you know that you're, you're going to be okay because in that time of silence, you were doing what um, he said he would do. You were saving mm-hmm. his will. Um, mm-hmm. And just to put a pinpoint in there and then I'm done, uh, there's a book called Screw Tape Letters by C.S. Lewis. And this book uh, is a conversation between a um, high-ranking official in Satan's army and a newbie cadet just, just getting in. And he's training him on how to uh, the downfall of God's people, how the best way to get them to fall. And uh, in one of his opening uh, talks to him, he said, um, when you come by one and uh, God has been silent, God has been silent, Uh, he looks around and he sees all the terrible things that's going on in this world, and he's looking to God, but God is not speaking. He said, you would think that would be the perfect opportunity to rejoice uh, because you know we got him. And so the cadet looked at him and said, yeah, yeah, he's eager to get on the field, right? But then the the, um, the um, high-ranking official looks at him and says, yeah, you would think that would be the time. But then he says, if that person, if that Christian, and all of this silence and all of the horrible things that is going on in his life, 
and what he sees around him. If he obeys God anyway, that's the most dangerous person that we need to be looking out for. So I just want to encourage you, when you can't trace them, trust them and just keep Mm -hmm. doing what you know he has told you to do and all things will work together for your good. That's it. I'm done. (laughs) That's all right. That's all right. Thank you so much for that. Thank you for sharing. Um, Thank you for being obedient to share what God has placed upon your heart to share. Um, And, you know, it's interesting because that reminds me uh, about, especially what you were saying in the beginning, reminds me of, um, you know, the the saying, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear, Mm -hmm. or the teacher will speak. Yeah. Um, And then also, um, during the test, Right. Uh, I just read quiet. that too. Mm-hmm. The teacher, you know what you're, the teacher is is uh, quiet. You right. know, the teacher is doing before the test. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And so you know, I thought quiet. about that too because as a teacher, you know, um, like Friday, Friday, I, I on Fridays I give my students a reading test every morning. You know, we usually do a reading test and a science test on Fridays. Um, but especially during the reading test, you know, because you have to, it, it's a little more quiet. And I mean, it's quiet in there. I don't even talk. If I need to speak to another adult in the room, I might motion or I might, you know, mouth some words or write a note. But you, um, I'm totally quiet because if I talk, it's going to be a distraction. Mm-hmm. Somebody's going to look up It because they're in a zone. They're in the zone. They need to focus. They need to focus. And, you know, when you're reading it, and any time you're taking the test, whether it's a standardized test or even if it's like a physical fitness thing, you're being asked to go through something. You're being asked to perform one. You're being asked to demonstrate what you know, or um, you are being molded to do something. And so your focus and your concentration is absolutely uh imperative during that time, and you have to be all in. In order to do your best, you have to be all in. But if the teacher, you know, is making noise or other adults in the room or around you are making noise and you're looking at this and you're looking at that, then you're going to take your It's the same reason why horses have blinders on when they're racing, so that all they can see is straight ahead. Oh, amen, amen. That's awesome. I never thought about it that way before. Yep, that's why they have blinders on the side because... They don't want, you know how, if you think about, um, and this is for everybody on the line, you know how uh, if you think about those movies, even cartoons, where um, where there's a race, you know, like two people are racing, like, you know, like with the four lanes or five lanes or whatever, and they're yeah, running, yeah, yeah. and they sh- as soon as, as long as they're looking forward, as long as they're looking forward, everything is fine. They're gone. They run, they, and then what happens? As soon as they look around and see how close the person is behind them or on the side, what do they do? Every single time they trip Every and they time. fall they trip and they fall. lose the race. Every time. You are so Every right. Time. You're so funny. Yes. They trip and they fall and they lose, and then guess what? The very person that they were ahead of or that they were worrying about my beat them, they actually do beat them, and they stand up, brush off their knees, and they're looking salty. It happens every time. 
because you can't look for, I tell my students when they're walking down the hall, they always want to turn around and talk to the person behind them. I said, how can you look forward and back at the same time? You can't, you have to look forward. If forward is where you want to go, then you have to look forward. You can't look back trying to go forward because you're never going to get there. You're going to walk into something, trip over somebody's foot and fall, walk into one of these door frames and get a knot on your head. It, it doesn't work. You can't do two. It's like light and darkness. It's, it's like trying to serve man and God. It, you can't do two things at the same time. It just doesn't work. You could try it. You can try to focus on your future and your past at the same time. You can try to go forward and backward at the same time, but it doesn't. It just doesn't work. <laughs> you can try it, and it might even work for a minute, but you're never going to be optimum in both areas because it's going to pull. Either you're going to get dragged backward and stay there, or you're going to go forward. It's, or, 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 excuse me, there is a third option of stagnation where you're just going to stay where you are. You're going to fall and trip and stay right where you are. And so the backwards and the stagnation are, are not optimum, sorry, what we want to do. <laughs> that is not what God would have for us to do. That is not the goal and the plan for our walk, for our destiny. Our destiny is forward. So that's mm-hmm. kind of what... Amen. Ma'am? I said amen. Yeah, it, it's not that. And that's a boy, and that is one thing that's, uh, you know, that, that in my ministry we've been talking about, and it seems like it's just kind of been across the board um, with believers that I know, um, new seasons everywhere in between. And this, you know, at this time, and I imagine it's probably always been this way, is the struggle is the struggle of letting go of the past, the struggle of letting those things that were be those things that work, learning the lesson and moving on and not letting it paralyze us to the point where we are, because we have to remember that in the supernatural and in the enemy's uh, ranks, um, you know, they, you know, everybody, those spirits, those demons, those uh, demonic spirits, everybody has, everybody, like the people, but you know what I mean, has an assignment, just like in the armed forces. Everybody has an assignment. Everybody just doesn't go out there doing whatever. However, people have a role to play. You know, it's like basketball. You know, everybody has somebody they're supposed to guard. Everybody has, you know, uh, the, the person who's supposed to make the points, but then who's supposed to guard um, the other team. And then they will tell you who you're supposed to be on. I need you on this person. I need you on that person based upon skill, based upon um, what they know that other person's style is, what is, um, you know, the method to which they usually, um, you know, advance or get their points or what have you. So the enemy studies us. The enemy knows us better than we know ourselves. Um, he knows, or they, because it ain't just one. Because, see, we're not fighting Satan because Satan has already been brought down. That's over with. He was already cast down. That battle was over a long time ago. Now, now we are dealing with uh, skirmishes, you know, after battle skirmishes, um, you know, kind of like how uh, <laughs> we were talking about this last night on the prayer call that I was on, um, kind of how... Remember when uh, 
when slavery, you know, they fought the Civil War and slavery was over with. And, you know, the people at the top knew that it was over. The people at the top knew that slavery was over with. But, you know, it was a long time before everybody even knew that the war was over. That's right. That's right. They, it was a long time before everybody even knew, so they were still battles. Because, you know, back then, we didn't have CNN or we didn't have, um, you know, cell phones and tech. Could nobody text and say, all right, it's over. You can stop now. You know, they sold everybody back up, send them home. You know, we didn't have that then. So um, it took a while, you know, and so now some of us, that's where we are now. It's still taking a while for us to figure out, all right, it's not saying really that we're fighting. We are fighting his people. We're fighting his 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 um, entourage, if you will, you know, uh, principalities, powers. Well, that's what we're dealing with now. But they all have a place, and um, there are specific demonic spirits assigned to the past, keeping us focused on the past, looking backwards so we fall in and we can't keep moving forward because we keep focusing on the why, the cause. Um, that's right. Of, of that's the truth. That's the truth. You know, always, because we look at where we are. We look at where we are. And, you know, it's natural because I know from myself, um, you know, as a person um, who holds a master's degree in counseling, you are taught in psychology to look for the, even in IT. You know, if you think about it, when we solve problems, we're taught to look for the cause. All right, let's get down to the root. Let's find out why this is happening. Let's find out why this is happening, what happened. And they always go to the childhood. When in childhood, this happened, that happened. And then in teenage years, this happened, that happened. So, and it's good to do that because you need to go back and figure out where it started so you can do the healing, so you can go through the process. But the problem is that the enemy wants to keep us there because, see, that's the trap. It's like a Venus fly trap. It's like a mouse trap. You know, you go there. The thief wants to keep you there because there is the pain. And he wants to keep you reliving the pain over and over and over and over and over and over again. Because guess what? When we go to the past, that's when we remember who did what. See, now we got the who. We got a who and we got a what. What happened? Oh, who did it? And then guess what? That sprouts up. Unforgiveness. Yeah. Bitterness, anger, spirit of bitterness, resentment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. See, that gives rise to a whole, whole so it's like a, a, a big playground of stuff for the enemy to keep us bogged down with. And I promise you, as I stand here this day, that is his number one tactic. Keep you in the past because we all have one. Well, anybody's life in no barrel of monkeys. You know, everybody has one. Some things may be, you know, more traumatic than the other. Some people may have experienced more negative things than the other. But we all have a past. And if people just keep us there, it brings about pain. Pain numbs you. You know, it keeps you immobilized. And it's just like when you, you know, fall and trip or, you know, twist your ankle. What do you do? Fall down and grab your ankle. Oh, and you're sitting there writhing on the ground. Oh, oh, my ankle. And then you have to have, you know, you stuff there, depending on how bad the injury is, until somebody can come, you know, help you up and, and move you along. 
but pain, it, it, it numbs you and it keeps you where you are. And then if you were so wrapped up in pain, oh, my God, pain wants to close your heart so that you don't feel pain anymore. So then your heart is closed and then your spirit is going to close because you're just all jacked up. Your insides are just in turmoil. You're in pain. Oh, my God. And then you're living it over and over and over and over again because guess what? It's where he gets you. You can't do nothing about it. It already happened. Yeah. That's the pain and the agony. That's the excruciating part of it because you cannot change it. It is over. It is finished. It's already done. It's already done. So now you got anger, bitterness, you know, unforgiveness, all this stuff, resentment. Can't do nothing about it. Then guess what? Then you got regret. And adding that on top of it is just like adding, you know, kerosene to a fire. Now you got regret. Oh, my God, I wish I would have. Why didn't I? You better preach that thing, girl. Yeah, and the pain, and and that's the thing. But you can't do nothing about it. So we have to go back to it. We can't do nothing about it. We can't change the past. And that's the clincher right there. He brings up all these horrible things. It's like being in torment. It's like being in a torture chamber because you can't do nothing about it. But guess what? That gives rise, as I said, to a heart. Uh, that is closed, a spirit not open to receiving the one thing that can deliver you. Because there's only one thing that can deliver you from that, and that's the love Amen. of God, the Holy Spirit to come in and clean you out. But you have to be open for that because it can't get in where it's not invited. It can't get in to where it's closed. He's not going to kick the door down, huff and puff, and blow your door down. So that's where he gets you. It numbs you so you can't receive the one thing. That's why we got to get a hold to that thing, and we have to, you know, make sure that as we're dealing with that, that we invite God, we invite the Holy Spirit to come in and do that healing, do that cleansing, heal that brokenness, because that's the only thing that's going to do it. And that's why we have to make sure that when those feel, and it's hard. I deal with it every day. It's hard. It's hard. But you want to know something? In order to not let the the devil um, and his minions steal your joy, your peace, your love, all those things that are going to heal you, those fruits that will heal you, you have to constantly have something in your spirit to combat it. When those feelings come, you got to come with a verse. You have to come with a song. You have to have somebody. Maybe you could call, all right, let's pray. You know, you have to pray for yourself. Focus on, you know, keep a list of your blessings in the present and focus on your future. List of blessings in the present and your plans for the future, even if you have to keep them, you know, in a notebook. Keep Bible verses in a notebook so that if you can't think of them, then, you know, you can call, you can get your piece of paper and maybe keep a hand Bible because you have to stay connected to life. Stay connected to negative past is death. The enemy wants you dead. Why he wants you? to be on the winning team. He wants you to be on his dead team. But those are the things that we can do because it's a fight. It's, a, it's, it's just how it is. It's a fight. And, and, and you know, those people, you know, seem like some people just have it so easy all the time. It just seems like, oh, you know, they went through this or did this or this happened or whatever, and it just seemed like everything is all good. It just seems like, you know, nothing affects them. It just seems like, mm-mm, mm-mm. 
it's not that. <clears throat> it's not that. It's not that. Because you're going to have two types. You're going to have two categories. You have those who, if it seems like that's the case, you have people who are coping and who are maybe doing those things that we just said. Not that they're not being attacked. Yeah, they could be under attack like a mug. But they, you know, do those things to find, or you <laughs> you have those who are not believers or who might be believers but are not in a certain uh, space who don't even they don't even know they're under attack at all. Like they don't even know what's going on at all. Yeah, a lot of that comes with um, spiritual maturity and um, uh, staying connected to God um, through prayer and his word because um, as you grow in the faith and as they say you go from glory to glory and from level to level um, you you begin to recognize um, when you're being attacked and what's going on and my question to you on the line is and this is something that I've learned how long do you suffer before you realize you're being attacked? Because mm. it's until you realize that you're attacked, that you're being attacked, that you say, it's time to fight back. Mm. That's why they say um, the greatest strategy of the, uh, the greatest strategy of the enemy is getting you to believe that he doesn't exist mm-hmm. because you fight an enemy that you don't believe is there. Mm-hmm. So that's why I encourage everyone to to get in the Word, stay in the Word, read, stay prayerful. The Bible says be sober and watch for uh, mm-hmm. the end goes to and fro on the earth seeking whom he may devour. And um, <clears throat> as you begin to learn the heart of God, and you begin to love the things that he loves and hate the things that he hates, your spirit becomes sensitized to the uh, to evil. And as soon as you feel it come against you, you know who it is, and you, and you start fighting. You start fighting um, mm-hmm. at that point. You know, don't suffer long. Don't suffer through that. You know, uh, wake up, realize that you're being attacked and start fighting back. Fight back, as Minister Butler has said, fight back with the word. Fight back with praise. Fight back with obedience. Fight back with prayer. Um, and it said, and, uh, and I say obedience because people always, um, you always hear people reciting this verse, rebuke the enemy and he will flee. But just like in any contract, there are two people, two entities involved. You got to do something, and they got to do something. So the A mm. part of that verse is, be submissive to God, rebuke the enemy, and he shall flee. You can rebuke all day long, but if you're not being obedient to God, he's not going anywhere. Mm. You know, so be obedient and rebuke the enemy, and he shall flee. And if I may... um just uh, to put a little bit of clarity on what you were uh, saying earlier, as far as the past is concerned, for instance, you have a uh, little girl, okay, 
and um, she was uh, sexually abused by her uh, mother's boyfriend, okay? And um, he came to live with them, <clears throat> and he um, he sees her, uh, and he, you know, he sexually abuses her, and um, he's not dependable. So now this little girl grows up because that breeds distrust of a man that tells her that if you're not strong, you will be hurt. So now you have a woman. She's a woman. And now she doesn't trust men. So it's hard for her, almost impossible for her, to keep a relationship, to stay in a relationship. And the relationships that she is in, she's dominant. She's uh, she's being dominant over her mate, over her partner, over her boyfriend, or her husband, or whatever. And uh, because the fingerprint on her soul is, if I'm not strong, I will be hurt. And if I trust, I will be hurt. So that's what she functions in. And it it, it infects every part of her life. And that's why, as Minister Budget said, it's so important to um, to uh, stay in the Word, know these spirits, and when you feel it, call it out. Okay, I recognize this as the spirit of distrust. I recognize this as the spirit of rejection. I'm calling you out and, I, you know, ask God, the Holy Spirit, to come in and help you and you start fighting against that thing. But you do have to recognize what it is and uh, and begin to fight. But, the oh, my God, hallelujah, the best thing about that is you're not fighting by yourself. You're not fighting by yourself. All you got to do is call on God. It says when the enemy comes in like a flood, God will lift up a standard against him, be obedient to God, rebuke the enemy, God's fighting for you. He's fighting with you. He's going before you. And, and you can do that thing. You can, you, you can get rid of it. Do not live in the past. Um, rebuke the enemy. Be obedient to God. And just keep it moving, sister. Brother, keep it moving. I know the one thing that um, I found out is the only way, um, you know, one thing that we have to learn is forgiveness, too. Because a lot, of times, um, and a lot of times what we, what we do, we know that it's distrust. We know that it's where we have to be in control. But if there is a, it's unforgiveness there, no matter how much you try to combat not being dominant and trying to trust, it doesn't work. Because you still, you still have not forgiven the situation that they created the, the the mistrust and the anger and the control issues. And it's in the forgiveness because the thing is, what I found is that without forgiveness, the root is still there. You can say that you're over it. You can say that you're fine. You can say, okay, Lord, I'm going to trust now because I have you, but if forgiveness isn't 
is it manifested, that root can grow back. And that's where that the, the issues continue to come up. And so when I um, make it personal, making it personal, I have, I've had control issues. I've had trust issues. I've had um, heart issues where I have not been able to connect emotions with situations in a long time. And so it's been in the last year, in the last, not even the last year, in the last, um, I want to say six months, since this year before, you know, I was able to confront my issue and actually come to an understanding and actually forgive wholeheartedly. And in doing that for the first time in since 2003, yeah. since 2003, I've actually been able to connect emotion with a situation instead yeah. of the emotion that I have is real yeah. and not like contrived or, you know, well, I should feel mm-hmm. sad, so let me feel sad about whatever it is, you know. So it's like mm-hmm. now I'm back in sync because the forgiveness was able to be manifested and kill that the root cause of a lot of my 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 problems. You know, so we have to understand that the root of everything that that Christ was giving us was forgiveness. Because it's in forgiveness, in shame, in guilt, in anger, everything that we go through, everything people send us through, the whole thing is we have to be able to forgive ourselves and others because then when the devil, because what the devil does, just like you said, he, he makes you focus on your past, he makes you focus on your guilt, he makes you focus on your shame, he makes you compare yourself with other people, and then it's just like, okay, well, if they can get over, why can't I? Yeah. If they can move on, why can't I? And if you can't, if you can't look at yourself and move on, then it's just like, okay, he has you. So we have to learn that in, in Christ lets us know. Because, I mean, think about it. The last thing he said before he gave up the ghost, he gave up the ghost. He released it. Nobody took it. He released it. And he said, Father, forgive them. The key right there, forgive them because they know not what they do. So and um, the other thing I wanted to ask, when you, when you first, you had said about, you know, fighting, but how do you know who you're fighting? Because a lot of times um, we say, you know, you said, how, you know, when do you start fighting? But it's like a lot of people have the mentality that God is sending me through this situation when in actuality it's the devil testing your faith in God or it's you putting yourself through the situation. So how do you know when it's yourself or the devil sending you through a struggle and when it's time to start fighting? Mm. Because, cause, uh, you know, because the thing is, we have to, cause, and he keeps, he's, and God has already, he's been dealing with me since, you know, like I said, the last six months or so. His whole thing has been showing me, like, is me being a mom, I would never purposely 
have my son fall down a flight of stairs, for him to get the concept not to run down the stairs. Mm-hmm. I would never purposely shove his hand in some fire just so he could know not to put his hand in fire, not to touch it. So it's like we have this mentality where we, where we struggle and everything that God has taken us through that struggle. Why would, why would he do that? He already knows what he has instilled in us. So why would he make us have burdens if he's telling us, my burden is easy, my yoke is light? Why would he intentionally make our burden heavier for us to understand? You know, you know what I mean? So it's like we, yeah. are, we are struggling and going through things and we're sitting there like, okay, God wants me to learn something. When in actuality, we, he says that faith is by hearing and hearing by the word of God. He didn't say anything about the struggle. He never said anything about we have to, you know, so it's just like, okay, when do we, when do we um, get that understanding that it's not God, you know, Am I making sense? Because that's the part I'm, yes, I'm getting yes. confused on. Like, how do we figure that out so yes. that we don't sit and let ourselves suffer, and you know, meaningfully? Yeah, yeah. You know, so I'm sorry. I, anyway, I'm going back on you. <laughs> no, please, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. no. You know what? You absolutely right. I mean, it's. It's hard, you know, because I want to. I look at, I look at my daughter now, and I'm like, I, you know, my dad, my that was one thing that I had to understand with my dad because he was the core of a lot of my issues, you know. Mm-hmm. And I finally got the understanding with him. His thing is, his analogy was, I built the house. I figured out how it should be built. You should just, you know. So I built it. Just go live in it. And, and mm-hmm. work it the way I showed you to work it. And my thing is, but that if you gave me the tools, I should be able to just build my own, you know. Mm-hmm. And the mm-hmm. same thing with God. God's like, I gave you the tools, mm-hmm. you know. I don't want you to go into the house I built. Because you look at what I built, and I know if you go by that and use the tools I gave you, you can build something even better. Because Christ said, he said, when I go to the Father, greater things shall you do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's just like, if that was the case, then he, he wouldn't say that. He, he would have just been like, I'm building a house, go live in it. But he said greater things. So he gave us the tools to be able to live abundantly and above all mm. we ask or think. And we have, we have this mentality that, he, well, he said that, but he didn't really mean it. That's how we live. He said that, but he didn't really mean it. I mean, maybe he meant that for the ministers or the prophets, but not for me. Well, if that was the case, he would have been more, he would have been specific. He would have said for the ministers and the prophets, you will live above and beyond all you can ask or think. But that's not what he said. He said, mm-hmm. for all of those who believe on me. And we're just, we're just sitting and we're being so complacent. Mm-hmm. I should be able to walk out of my house and see somebody in a wheelchair and touch them, and they should be able to get up and walk. But because Uh-oh. my faith isn't there, mm. there's something in me that doubts that I, sh- I can do that. You know what I mean? And we shouldn't, mm. we shouldn't have that doubt. We should, see, mm. we should see somebody who has a boil on the side of their neck and just walk past them, and that should be healed. 
Mm-hmm. But where where is our disconnect? We have to mm-hmm. figure that out. And once we do, oh my God! And that's what the devil doesn't want us to figure out. He doesn't mm-hmm. want us to get that understanding that we are the righteousness in Christ. Mm. We are. Mm. And, and it's like I should be able to walk out this conference room right here, right now, and tell them I quit. Oh. Because I'm about to walk in my destiny. But mm. where is my disconnect where I'm going to go sit back at my desk? Mm-hmm. Fair. And do a job that I don't like. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's just, where is that disconnect? And I'm sorry, as, I, as I'm just ministering to because I'm, I'm like, Lord, I know you want better for me. I know you yeah. want better for everybody who believes in you. Where did yeah. I disconnect? Mm. And I keep hearing in my spirit that, 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 that man, he was like, Lord, help me in my unbelief. Whatever the unbelief is, help me in it. Help us mm. in it so that we can walk in the destiny and the ministry and everything that you want us to do for your glory and for our good. Mm. But mm. something is, is holding us back. What is it? What is it? When we mm-hmm. figure that out, oh, my God, that's what the devil does not want us to know. He does right. not, that one little piece. You know how you got that whole puzzle, all all the pieces are together, and it's that one piece that's missing. It's under the floor. It's, it's somewhere. Mm-hmm. And once we find it, the full picture will be there, and it's a, it's a wrap. It would be a wrap. We would we there'll be nothing that we cannot do in the in the presence in the righteousness of Christ. Nothing. Mm. I'm sorry. I'm okay. I'm gone. No, don't be sorry. Uh uh-uh. It's okay. And you know that's something, Felicia, that um that has been an issue in the body in general. You know, um, why is it that we are still in the same but you know what I'm saying? Like, why is it that we are not able to do those supernatural things, to perform miracles, to cast out demons, to heal the sick, to raise the dead, all those things? You know, why is it that we are not able to do those things that the disciples were uh, able to do that Jesus did? You know, and that's been a big question. And I and I submit that um, one of the reasons is that we as a body have lost sight. We're disconnected as a unit. I know I was disconnected for decades, but we were disconnected we are disconnected as a <clears throat> excuse me, as a unit. Uh you know, from from God from our spirituality. We 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 we're religious. We practice religiosity, but we don't practice spirituality. You know, uh we don't we 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 too worried about you know what what we wear in the church and, and then it's a it's a leadership issue. It's a leadership issue um, as well. You know, we too, you know, we're focused on building, like uh, Juanita Bino said, focus on building churches and how many people in the church and reserve parking spaces and all this stuff, but, but we're not going out to the people. If you think about it, the church isn't, isn't going out it's evangelizing the way we're supposed to be. We're not going out to the people the way we're supposed to be. We inside the church looking cute. We hopping and shouting and jumping and throwing shoes and hats flying up, hats flying up and, you know, we're doing all this stuff, you know, for, but, but it's with people who are already there. 
is the idea is not for people. I don't teach, you know, little kids stuff they already know. What they coming to me for? They already know it. They don't. I don't teach because I need to tell them stuff they already know. I'm there to teach them things they don't know so that they can have those skills for later on in life so they can move forward so they can advance. But we in the church as a body are teaching folks or we're we're fellowshipping with people who already who already in, who already in the club, so to speak. But we're not going out in, into the world the way that we were told to do in general. So I submit that that's one, you know, those are a couple of the reasons why we are not able to do those things um, that you were stated because we are we kind of far removed. The disciples were there and they saw it, so they were personal witnesses to it. But, you know, over time, since we, um, you know, were not there in that same capacity, we began to practice religiosity instead of spirituality. So true. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. <laughs> How doing? Yeah. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> but y'all, see, y'all, you all are talking about an area that has been bothering me for a couple of days. Mm. And I do belong to a church, but then too, see, like for me, especially with me um, having a new granddaughter, uh-huh. um, I really don't go dressy, dressy to church because hey, she might bomb me by. Um, Sitting up on my shoulder or something. And I can't get mad at her because this is one of the few things that she can do right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I go in humbly. And when I go in humbly, it seems to ruffle some peacock's feathers. Mm. Now, here's the thing. Um, like the other day, um, I'm in Chicago, and it was a beautiful day out to go walking and just Enjoy nature. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we had to get together, and I wound up walking and taking the bus. Ain't no problem mm-hmm. with it. Okay, but when we get finished with the with the outing, I been asked, "Well, who's gonna take you home?" And I said, "I'm about to go back over here, get on the bus, and go home. It's a nice day." And so they said, "Well." It was it was said that uh, I so and so was supposed to take you. I supposed to take you. Okay, here go a novel idea. Wouldn't it be nice for you to include me? Mm. And so that's what I'm thinking in my head. But see, you all sitting back here talking about what you all going to do, but you didn't ever let me know until now. Mm. Now for me, I don't want to be a burden on anybody, and. I've been on foot for over a year now. Okay, I look at the good things out of it. I'm getting exercise. Um, it's a de-stressor. It's also my prayer closet. Okay, mm-hmm. but I'm getting these folks who they 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 trying to twist it into something else. And like yesterday, I wound up. Um, it was a Audi we was all going to. And I said, oh, shoot, I said, I can get on this bus and let me up right in front of the place. Okay. So then afterwards, someone said, well, you know, uh, you need a ride home. But it wasn't a friendly asking, did I need a ride home? Okay. And so you can feel it. And so, like I said, I'm glad God gave me patience and calmness. So when they took me so far, I said, okay, well, thank you so much. You have a blessed day. 
you can still feel that edginess there, but here it is. You going into church, you're being asked to uplift somebody, help somebody. So like um, I said before on this line, I look at myself as a walking opportunity. Okay, whoever I come across they path, they have an opportunity to help lift me up or even give me a or either give me an encouraging word. Mm-hmm. Not sit up and try to pick out how you can how you can control me or try to hit or either try to take my joy or power. Mm-hmm. Now, like I told Sam a couple of days ago on on the prayer line. Because he was, you know, how you doing? Okay. He said, well, I can't complain. And I asked him, I said, why would you open up back doors for the devil to come in? So that's the way I look at complaining. You start complaining and you, you're doubting your faith. You're doubting your faith. You're watering down your faith. And then you now you got also, you putting out into the atmosphere for the devil to hear you. And then, to, and then, and then you're enticing him to come in and bother you even more. But mm. I just, I'm glad God gave me patience. But I'm just watching this, and I'm just like, oh, wow. I'm not being a threat. I'm not gossiping. I'm just going about enjoying the creation of God's day. Mm-hmm. And it seems to be bothering some folks. Because I'm not trying to get all dialed up. I'm not trying to address somebody. I'm not trying to backstab somebody with words. And I even had my daughter send out a, a thank you note to uh, somebody that had steered there in the right direction. At first she was like, well, I don't, I said, look, don't do what other folks have done. You go make sure you secure your next blessings that's coming to you. And that's by saying thank you to somebody who gave you a blessing of steering you in the right direction. Yes. I say you make sure you secure your blessings. I said, because you have a choice. You can secure your blessings or you can mess them up. You mess them up, there's a whole long line of people who messed up because they're going by what they saw somebody else do. Hmm. And it wasn't a good thing to do. I said, but it's not going to hurt you tell somebody thank you. And like with yesterday, when we went over to the to the other church, they had a big spread of um, Jamaican food. Okay, so I said, oh, I said, y'all are guys, because I was getting ready to come over here to see if I can run across the street and get some McDonald's before we start singing. And she said, no, we got food here. So I said, okay, well, I'm going to have to hurry up because I don't know when my choir is going to go up and sing. So they let me fix the plate. I went upstairs. The choir still had got up and sung it. So I told my choir director, I said, well, text me when we get ready to go up. I'm about to go downstairs and get something because I've been running off for no food all day so far. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I go down. I see a couple of choir members. I told them, hey, look, they got food downstairs. They're looking at me like, huh? I was like, okay, well, I know I'm famished, so I got to eat something. I'm going to pass out. So I go downstairs. I eat. At the end of the service, the pastor gets up. He names off everything downstairs to eat. So the one I told, she looked at me and she said, Renee, you had all that down there? I said, yeah. 
And she's like, I, I told you when we came here. Hmm. But after I got finished eating downstairs, I told the ladies, I said, thank you so much. Everything was delicious. It was good. Thank you for being a godsend. The lady looked at me in amazement because she said, so you're the only person that came up and told us thank you? Mm. Now, this is up in the church. I wasn't a member at the church. But she said, out of all the people, from the people who go there, the people came by and visit. I was the only one who came up and told them thank you. Hmm. Sometimes so, it's so small things. Huh? I said sometimes it's, you know, the small things that we don't even think people will notice. You know, like your thank you. Mm-hmm. Little things. You know, and you know, and I called it on that too, but the other thing I called on was this. It was like a monkey see, monkey do moment. Hmm. Because here it is, I stepped out and I told them, thank you, I've come courtesy. But then, what was wrong with the rest of these folks? It was down to the point because nobody was going up and saying thank you. And then, too, they did see somebody go up and say thank you. Was your thank you genuine? Hmm. I mean, so are we going under the fashion of going through the motions or are we honestly heartfully um, saying our words with, um, you know, with conviction and heartfelt meaning? Mm. And I think that's one of the things that kind of puts a black eye on the church too. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I come across people that say, oh, well, oh, you go to church. church. I said, yeah, I do. And so they said, oh, you one of them. I said, what do you mean one of them? Oh, you know, they do this, that, and the other. I said, excuse me. I said, first off, if you went to church, what would you be? I said, ask yourself, what would you be going to church for? Would you be going to church for them or would you be going for yourself? Mm. I said, if you're going to please somebody else, um, that's not good. I said, now, if you go on to you, then you know that person to the next piece, to, 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 to either side of you, they may be one of your tests. Mm. Mm. And she said, what do you mean one of my tests? I said, see, just like you told me, I'm one of them. So you've been tested already. And if they got you to run away from the church, they did their assignment. But see, now I've got your heart hard, your your heart and your heart, it has your heart and your mind hardened against the church. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, I even, I thought about it too, because um, under sport folklore, like for the Catholic church, they have demons guarding their building. Mm. So they they got and they got them on the buildings before you go in. So it shows that you're gonna be dealing with some stuff just going in through the door. Mm. But how good is your faith to know that you can get through there? And they, and it's nothing but it's, it's it's nothing but white noise trying to get to you. Yes. 
Yes, it's um, you know, there's definitely a lot of, <laughs> you know, more than one reason. <clears throat> Excuse me, more than one reason is a lot of um, I think cleanup, you know, that needs to be done in the church, but that starts with us as individuals and purification and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Um, you know, our best form of defense against, you know, all this stuff, the stuff that you were talking about and, you know, just yeah. this, this stuff with the enemy, you know, our best our best defense is to live a righteous life. I mean, that's really what, it, you know, we can, like, who was this that was saying? I think that was um, Felicia mm-hmm. that was saying, you know, we can, or my, somebody, Ms. Brown, was saying that we can rebuke all day long. Uh-huh. In the name of Jesus, we rebuke this and rebuke that. But the best, and that's, you know, we are supposed to do that. But the very best rebuke is a righteous life. Or at least right. try, you know, we're not going to be perfect, but at least trying, at least having a mindset to to live, you know, a purified and righteous life. You know, that's um very best. You know, that we can do. That's the very right. best that we can do, you know, um, because, you know, we should, you know, like Felicia was saying, um, you know, we are, are we not any different, you know, from uh-huh. the disciples besides the fact that we, um, you know, we were not there. We doesn't, we don't have Jesus in, in, in uh, physical human form around us, you know, but we should be able to tap into so and it still happens, you know. Right. It still happens. So it's possible, it's possible. But you know the level of faith that a person needs to be able to do because that's so deep in the spiritual realm that is like oneness uh, with God. So the 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 um level of connection, if you will, the level of connection that one has to have with God to be able to perform those things and do those supernatural things is is deep, you know, is deep. But that can't happen without purification. It just can't. It just can't because God want to abide in it. Right. You want to abide in it. So, you know, that's, you know, I think I, I speak for all of us when I say that, you know, there's a daily goal. You know, I'm not going to say struggle because that's a negative connotation, but it's just, a you know, a daily goal to try to, follow the word as close as we can, you know, mind our thoughts, ask God to come in and cleanse us and mind our thoughts and, you know, our hearts and our spirits um, so that if there is anything that is unlike him, uh, we, you know, he can, you know, work with us to remove it, you know, work with us, you know, um, so mm-hmm. we can, you know, try to get as close to that as we possibly can, you know, and, and, and you know, that's why we do things like, <clears throat> sacrifice the time to call in on the line and, um, you know, why we do go to church. Um, you, you know, you don't have to go to a church building to have church, but that's one of the reasons why we do that. Mm-hmm. You know, why we do you streams and uh, why we get together for Bible study, prayer, me, all those, even choir rehearsal, because choir is a ministry. You know, even choir rehearsal, when we get together and we praise him and we read, because we, you know, it says, oh, there are two or three gathered together. And then, you know, there's always, it's always better to, uh, or when you can be in the company of others, 
you know, to feed off of one another and to share um, and to be strong for one another. So, you know, we I think it's a it's a beautiful thing that and and it's obvious to him that we we have that mind to do those things because we do um, sacrifice. You know, this is part of sacrifice. You know, this is part of the sacrifice, and it's something that we do that um, you know is not a, a mandate, but we do it because we know the benefits of it. So, you know, it's just that then walk. You know, constantly trying to. Um, you know, just walk, walk a little straighter. You know, walk a little straighter, if you will. You know, so does anybody have? I want to thank everybody who spoke this morning. Um, you know, I and of course, I mean, you know, anybody who wants to um, continue is eight o'clock. But anybody who wants to continue is welcome to stay on. Um, I only have about maybe ten or fifteen minutes that I can continue to stay on. So I have to go to work. But, um, you know, does anybody, before uh, we go forth in prayer, does anybody have anything? Because, <laughs> I, I, you know, what the great part is I had something prepared. Um, I had a word prepared to to share this morning. But, um, you know, the Holy Spirit took this in another direction, and we got to flow with it, and it's all good. And it is just my sincere and earnest prayer that somebody was helped this morning, that something went forth or something that was shared that needs to be shared that, you know, helps somebody's spirit, you know, that uh, fortifies somebody that lived, or even that gave someone food for thought, you know, something to kind of chew on, um, you know, as you go forth. You know, maybe, um, you know, something where you could find, you know, that would prompt you to look up for uh look up scriptures for or, you know, anything like that. And, I and again, I just wanted to, you know, and I know you guys already know this probably, but I just want to repeat again, you know, as far as the, um, the plan of the enemy to, to keep us uh, focused on the past and looking backwards, um, you know, and, and that was much needed. That was much needed because I've gotten two text messages from two different people just now um, since we've been on the line, people who, you know, called in but had to leave, you know, had to get off to get the children ready or whatever, um, saying that they were struggling with that very thing. One sister said she was just up all night struggling with that. And then, um, you know, someone else that they were struggling uh, with it as well. They just had to get off the line or, you know, they didn't really feel comfortable speaking out. But see how the Holy Spirit moves and how sometimes what you are what you have prepared or what you think is going to happen or what you're playing for, that's not it. That's not what the Holy Spirit wants because something else is needed in that moment. And so I just um, thank the Holy Spirit for coming in and moving this in the direction in which it was supposed to go according to God's purpose this morning. Um, You know, and so I just want to reiterate again today, you know, just kind of give everybody an assignment today to, if you get a chance, you know, I know we all have to go to work and stuff, but if you just get a moment, just go through and choose one verse today. Get an index card or a post-it. Write it down. I do it all day. Get Find yourself a verse, your go-to verse for today, 
And every time something comes up that is of the enemy, every time something comes up that threatens your joy, your peace, every time a thought comes up, you rebuke it with the name of Jesus and you say that verse. You pull out God's verse and use it against the enemy. Put it in your head. If you can memorize it, that's great. Um, You know, that's even better at some point because you can do it while you're driving, at the grocery store, at the gas station, while you're exercising, you know, whatever. You can do that. But for now, just, you know, just pull out one. Even if you go on the Internet, if your issue is unforgiveness, you know, you can Google that, and it'll bring up all the verses on unforgiveness. If it's resentment, it'll put up all the verses. Uh, anger, resentment, it'll pull them all up, and you can choose the one that resonates and speaks with you the most. Write it down on a post-it or a po- or what do you call them, index card, and tape it up somewhere, or post it, prop it up somewhere, put it in your, you know, maybe make two copies, one for your person, one for your job, because I know some focus at the job or, whew, some things that happen at the job that make you have to run and go get that man, you know. And so um, that can be one of your tools, you know, something you can whip out, you know, right away. So, um, you know, that would just be an assignment um, that I would give for each and every last one of us. Believe me, when I tell you I'm not asking anybody to do anything that I do not do, if you look around my computer at school, there's, there's um, post-it notes all on my desk. I know the subs see it when they come in to take over my class when I have meetings and stuff. They're like, oh, my God, there's a Bible. I can't have it out, out, but it's, my Bible is right by my desk on top of this little shelf thing I have over there. I keep it right there. So believe me, I'm not asking anybody to do anything that I don't have need of myself or that I don't do uh, myself, but it just keeps you honest. <laughs> And keeps you prepared. <laughs> Amen. Because sometimes you don't have. Because if you if you let you know that stuff is a seed, it's a seed. So thought somebody say some crazy stuff, somebody just you know tell you something, and you're like, what the? Now you don't even do that yourself. How you gonna tell me? Or you know some stuff you done already done. They tell whatever the case may be. If that seed, because you know our flesh is gonna rise up right away. And if that seed, see, it ain't no, the seed is not the problem. It's the seed that we allow to to sit and mature and turn into something else. And so we can nip it with that verse or nip it with a prayer right away before that seed has the opportunity to take root and start growing and start blocking blessings. You know, that's what we that's what we want to do. <clears throat> Excuse me, that's what we want to do. Um does anybody have um anything uh they would like to say before we uh in the call with prayer. Um, quickly, I thank and praise God this morning that everything that's gone forth has truly, truly blessed my soul. I thank God Amen. for fresh manna from on high. Um, I thank God, and I just want to call our attention to um, Mark 9, and it's just the, the sister was talking about disconnect, and I know for me, for many years, the disconnect was that I didn't know enough of the word. I didn't know how much the word would bless me. So there was hmm. that disconnect. And talking about the, the man that stepped out out of the crowd and asked Jesus about his son that had the dumb spirit, and mm-hmm. the um, disciples couldn't do anything for him, and, it, and he brought his son to Jesus, and Jesus said, oh, faithful generation, how long do I have to be hmm. with you? So I think about when you said looking back when 
and you're trying to go forward. And that's what the disciples were doing. They knew what Jesus had told them. They knew what they mm-hmm. saw. They saw the miracles. They knew all these things, but they were still looking back while they were, you know, supposed to be going forward. But the mm-hmm. thing that we have to understand and hold dear in our heart is that some things, like the word says, only come by fasting and praying. And a mm. lot of times in the church, we're getting away from that. We don't fast yes. and pray like we need to. I know there are times when I wake up in the morning, I just don't eat, and I don't know why, but I just start singing the praises of God. I pray, and I don't know why I'm doing it until one day I realize that 6 o'clock in that evening, I got a call, and it was something that was so devastating. Had I not been fasting and praying, it would have really did harm to my soul, but God mm. knows what you need before you even need it. So I mm. thank God, you know, this morning, you know, he said, he told the dumb spirit, you know, I charge thee, come out. And he said, this kind can only come. So we have to be fasted up and prayed up at all times because we all never times. know what we're going to come against. So I thank God this morning. For the sister that was talking about burdens, and, you know, I thank God for James, the first chapter where it says, count it all joy when you enter into diverse temptations of any kind, knowing that the testing of your faith worketh patience, but let patience have a perfect work perfect so that you yes. may be entire and lacking nothing. And that's exactly what our God wants for us is to lack nothing. And when we read the word, we know every person provision that he has for our lives is in the word of God. I wasn't always there, but I thank God now that everything that happened that I thought wasn't good worked out for my good. So I bless Mm. God this morning for the word this morning, and I just bring you greetings from Missouri. I thank God for you, Minister Lisa. My daughter texted me last night because I'm usually on our prayer line, but I thank God for obedience and disobeying the Holy Spirit and calling in because I was truly, truly blessed. And it's just an honor to be able to listen to the people of God talk about the word of God. So I just encourage you to keep on, just keeping on in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, sis. I'm so, my heart is just overjoyed this morning to hear your voice. You just don't know what this means. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Yes, 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 yes. All right. So we're going to go into... um, I'm going to close out in prayer this morning, Um, every heart open. Father God, Father God in heaven, we come before your throne of grace this morning. We come in the spirit of thanksgiving first, oh God, thanking you for the assembling of those on this line, oh God. We thank you to that you put it in our hearts and in our spirits to sacrifice and press to be on this line this morning, oh God. And we thank you for your presence, oh, God. We thank you for your presence that has moved on this line this morning. We thank you for the spirit of obedience, oh, God, that even though um, I had something else prepared to share with with your sons and with your daughters this morning, we thank you for the spirit of obedience to let the Holy Ghost and let the Holy Spirit have its way, oh, God, because you know what it is that we need. You know the word that people need, oh, God. You know you are all wise. You know so much more than we do, oh, God. So we thank you for for that spirit of obedience, oh, God. We thank you for every heart that was touched this morning. We thank you for every spirit that was filled this morning, oh, God. We thank you for the spirit of obedience that moved among your daughters and your sons this morning to share that which you have laid upon their hearts, oh, God, because so many times we 
we feel things, oh God, but we don't want to share them, oh God. Lord, we thank you that everyone did share and that hearts were open to receive, that spirits were open to receive, oh God. And we just thank you for awakening to a new day, oh God. So many people did not wake up this morning, oh God. So many people slumbered last night, but they did not wake up this morning, oh God. And we thank you that although things may not be perfect in our eyes, oh God, maybe things are not the way that we would have them to be, oh God, but we thank you that things are such as they are, oh God. We thank you for your son, Jesus, oh God. We thank you for the sacrifice. We thank you for his obedience. Because had he not been obedient, oh God, he was he was royalty, oh God, he came down from the throne, oh God, and he sacrificed, he allowed himself to be sacrificed, he did not have to do that. So, so as we speak, uh, thank you for the spirit of obedience, we thank you for uh, the obedience of your son and even the thought to send him down, oh God, to, to sacrifice himself for our sins, oh God. This morning, oh God, we ask that you bless each and every person on this yes. line, oh God, yes. and not yes, just the people Lord, yes, Lord, yes, on this Lord. line, but all those connected to yes, the people God. on this line, oh God. Yes, yes. Jesus. Yes, we, yes, 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 yes. we ask that you just cover and protect yes. every single loved one on this line, yes, every yes, family Lord. that is presented on this line. Oh, God, we ask that you put a hedge of, of protection over yes. every family in your blood, oh, God. So many of us have children who are away at college, oh, God, or maybe in the military or, or family who are living in other places, oh, God, that are very near and dear to us, oh, God. And we cannot be with them, oh, God, but we know that you are omnipresent, oh, God, and that your grace and your mercy covers all, oh, God, no matter where they may be in the world, oh, yes, God. Yes, we just ask that you send somebody in their lives, oh, God, to give a warm word, to give a kind Word to yes, their hearts yes, in a positive way, oh God, in times that we are not in direct communication, oh God. God, we ask that you just keep them from all hurt, harm, or danger. Keep uh, anything that might damage their spirits, oh God, that might damage their hearts. Keep those things, those entities away from them, oh God, on this day. We ask us, um, that you continue to cover all of those individuals who um, are missionaries for you, oh God, all uh, ministers, apostles, preachers, teachers, evangelists, all of those who carry out your word, oh God. We ask a special hedge of protection around them as well, oh God, as they go out to minister and share your word with other people, not only people who uh, know you, not only people who are already in the kingdom, but especially those who do not know you, oh God, because therein lies the need and therein lies the great decree. Uh, when Jesus left, he said to go out into all the nations and baptizing them, oh God. So we ask that as they do that, that you put what it is that you would have for them to say into their hearts and into their spirits. We ask that you open their hearts, that you anoint their lips, oh God, to say those things. We ask that a special anointing for their spirits so that their spirits reach another spirit, oh God, because we know that this is a spiritual realm and this is a spiritual battle that we are fighting, oh God. So we ask that you anoint their spirits, oh God. Give them a double portion of your anointing so that they go out to build your kingdom, oh God, that that they that they touch, that they that they anoint others, oh God, that something that they say or something that yes. they do for the lives of those in need, oh God. 
and then we ask that those who are the hearers of your word from their lips, oh God, uh, whether it's your written word, whether it's something they see on TV, hear a song on the radio, we ask that you open up the hearts of of those who have yet to come into the kingdom, open up their spirit to receive, oh God, so that they might move forward, so they might be brought into the fold, oh God, and this morning. We bind any spirit, oh God, that comes against those um, of your anointed, your sons and your daughters who are going out to further your kingdom, oh God. We bind any spirit of chaos. We bind any spirit of confusion. We bind any spirit of disobedience. Oh my God, we we bind the spirit of rebellion, oh God. We bind the spirit of resentment. We bind the spirit of resentment and bitterness and unforgiveness, oh God. We bind all of those spirits, oh God, this morning. Yes, in the mighty name of Jesus. We find all of those spirits we, and we lose love. We lose forgiveness, oh God. We lose we lose love, joy, peace, oh God. We lose clarity, oh God. We we lose wisdom and discernment, oh God. We we, we lose all of those things, oh God. And we cancel out. We cancel out and we pull down in the mighty name of Jesus. We pull down we pull down the Spirit, we break down and we we pull we pull and we break down, oh God. We cast down the, the python spirit, oh God. The spirit that wants to choke us and keep us from wants to take our breath and keep us from sharing your word, oh God. We bind the Leviathan spirit, oh God. We bind the canker worm, oh God. We 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 bind the spirit of the locust, oh God, that seeks to eat us alive and, and take our years and eat our years, oh God. And we we loose, oh God, that whatever the enemy has taken, whatever the enemy has stolen yeah. from us, that it will be replaced a thousandfold, oh God, because we know that you are all powerful and that you can do this. Oh God, we know that even though it says in the word that the earth is the enemy's realm, oh God, we know that all of this is you, God. All of yeah. this is yours. And at any point in time, oh God, you can change the game and you can you can take all of this back because you are omnipotent. You are all powerful, all knowing and all present. Oh God. So this morning we just ask that you continue to bless each and every one of us, oh God, we ask that anything that is in us that is not like you, oh God, rip it out and pull it out, oh God, pull it out at the root, oh God, and yes, give us God. a new heart. Yes, we don't God. want to change heart, oh God. We don't want this old heart. We don't want to change. We want a brand new heart. We want a new heart in you, oh God. Just put your heartbeat inside of us, oh God, so that we can, we can live like you so that we can speak like you, so that we will do those things that are pleasing to your sight. Oh God, we want our light to be so strong and so bright that people just walk mm-hmm. by us and know and say, mm-hmm. oh, my God, there is something different. Oh, God, there is something different. We want to be that, that, that city that's going to heal that cannot be hidden, oh, God, is spoken in your word and your scripture, oh, God. We just ask that you just do a mighty work in us today, a mighty work in your kingdom, oh, God, so that the zeal that the church once had that we were speaking about earlier on the line, God, um, is still, that is reinstated, that our leaders, have the, the proper mindset, oh God, so that when they are out shepherding their flocks, that they are instilling the right thing, oh God. We want to just ask you 
to change the game in the church, oh God, in your kingdom, and turn our faces back to where it needs to be, oh God, to take away the materialism, oh God, and the worrying about the the big church and how many people are sitting in the church and and how much money is coming in, oh God, and the condition of the church, and and turn our faces back to the condition of our hearts, oh God. We want to our hearts, oh God, turn ourselves back into the condition of our hearts so that we may be able to carry out those supernatural things that your disciples did, oh God, that you trained them to do. Oh God, we want to to petition right now, oh God, for supernaturalness, for supernatural wisdom, supernatural power, for supernatural healing power to raise the dead, to cast out demons, oh God, to, to heal the sick. Oh God, we, we, we petition you this morning, oh God, for supernaturalness so that we can go greater. God, we we are coming before you this morning asking for greater, just greater, greater discernment, yes. greater wisdom, greater yes. love, greater peace, oh God, greater, just a, a double portion of greater, oh God, for everything it is that people have for your sons and daughters, oh God. In all of yes, God. Yes, Christ God. Jesus' name, we pray, amen. 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 Have a blessed day. Amen. Everybody have a blessed day. Amen. All right. God bless. All right. All right. Bye.